We're committed to your pleasure here at the Porncast, and that means we won't promote anything that isn't Alice tested and Yvette approved. And this one is definitely tested. Several times over. Yeah, there was suction. And fluffing. And thermometers. And the tea bags. You mean teabagging? No, I got something in my eye and used teabags to get the swelling to go down. What did you get in your eye? My husband's balls. It, it took a fucking village. A literal fucking village. And well worth it, because thanks to Clone Willy, we've now cloned body parts on ourselves and willing volunteers. And we can even make them buzz. No pussies or cocks were harmed in the making of this partnership. We live in amazing times. Now, where can our listeners check this out, Alice? To clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com and type in promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, where we couldn't afford getting sponsored by, I can't believe it's not butter, but we did get, fuck off, it's not mayonnaise. I'm your co-host, Alice Vaughn, and with me, I have my fantastic co-host, Yvette Dontremont. Yvette, how are you doing today? I'm confused about where I'm supposed to put the mayonnaise. Is this an anal lube? Is this, is this part of foreplay? I'm... I'm perturbed about why couldn't we get I can't believe it's not but why not butter why not just go straight for lard or coconut oil I don't know I mean it's kind of like when I get yogurt out of the fridge and I hope these aren't hornets or you know I get the off-brand version where it's like oh fuck my ass but that's good peanut brittle you know what what you pick up at Trader Joe's right now I'm picturing eating peanut brittle off of a pussy but it's kind of like you know those little candies mm. you got off like the little button candies off of paper and it'd be like that like it's a, like a pre-sex appetizer can I be mm. honest I never ate any of those candies you know what you're not missing out it's little dots of idiocy that just looked cute this was not a good candy. We had some bad candies as kids. Mm-hmm. But they looked adorable enough to eat. And I think that's what matters. Yeah, we, we were tricked into that one. We were tricked into wanting it. We were tricked into telling our parents to buy it. And then we sat there going, this is fun, while we ate paper. We ate sugar. We ate colored sugar on paper. And we enjoyed it. So you kids with your iPhones and your better candy than us, you know what? Fuck it. We got to run around outside and not have our childhoods on social media. So it was pretty cool. That's the one good thing where, you know, we, we can't be held back from college because of our social media. You know, I'm just saying, but we lived in fear of our, quote, permanent record. So, oh my God. yeah, like there's shit that I just didn't do because I'm pretty sure that I was like, no matter what you said, did something someone was going to find out. Like, so I, I think that just kept me from not doing bad, well, too much bad shit. I mean, the Internet is definitely a permanent record nowadays, but yeah. uh, I kind of want to go back to uh, candy jewelry. I mean, now I'm thinking about candy panties and the ones with hard candy. Yeah. Who's that's... that for? Who's the woodchuck? Hmm. Who can tear through those with their teeth? Not any dentist. Mm. Who has dentures? Are we getting Mr. Woodchuck after this? Oh my god. That's yeah, that's that's some inappropriate shit right there. That's not okay. I don't feel good about that. I'm gonna need more therapy for that one. Sorry, it's this I blame my childhood. Look, my childhood ruined my childhood, okay? That's why I do what I do. Well, you know, there's someone else we could ask for their opinion, and that is We're having an MFF today. I'm so excited. 
I think we need more of these in our life. I agree. And we're not only having it with any M. We're having a fantastic M today with Lance Hart. Lance, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. You just came from work, so thank you so much. Well, I was just downstairs. You know what I mean? I didn't didn't have to commute. So they're actually still the people that I paid to fuck each other today. They're still in my kitchen eating candy, speaking of candy. Lance paid people to fuck each other today. That's uh, that yeah. is not a thing I got that I've ever gotten to do in my life as a scientist. So this is yeah. tell our audience what you do. Well, one of them is a scientist, so there's that. But it's just, just coincidentally. But uh, I make porn and I put it on the internet. Wait, a scientist in the porn or a scientist for the day job? He was a chemical engineer, I guess. That's so, awesome. Yeah, for the government, I think, and then a bunch of then a pro rugby player, and then now he's a male porn star. You know, he's kind of done it all. You know, this guy's done it all. But what do I do? I do, I make porn, I put it on the internet, and I try to make money from that. And it normally works out really good. And then I'm 40, but people still put me in their porn. Yeah. I mean, Lance, you've been doing this for well over 10 years. I mean, you're one of the most prolific adult stars there is. I mean, oh, I, I kind of want to go through the awards, but there's too many to list. Aww. You've done it all. There, for years, they were all stuff that, like, I have won an award, but no one had heard of the, like, festival that it came from. You know what I mean? And then finally Aww. this year, they're starting to, the bigger ones are coming. There's a pile now, so it's hard to ignore. Yeah, they just sit on, there's like a um, end table thing that my cats lay on, and they kind of weave in between them, and, like, rub, <laughs> they rub their chin. Because some of them are spiky, you know, the awards, and they just, they like that. It's good for the cat rubber. You have enough awards for a scratching post for your cat. It's like a scratching, yeah. That's the ultimate goal. It's good. That's what I wanted. And then Charlotte, my wife, has some too. So it's, you know, it's a mixed bag. It's a mixed bag of just pointy things. All the porn awards, none of them are things you'd want to put in your butt. I know Kate Kennedy once did to someone else. She fucked someone. I think she put an AVN into someone's butt or vagina. I don't know. One of those holes. Maybe it was DP. Yeah. My friend Pierce Paris put a gay VN, which is the same. It's the same award. It's the same size and everything. Mm -hmm. He put one of those up his butt this year. And it was, it's big. I was like, damn, dude, that's aggressive. He's brave. Like Abraham Lincoln said, he, he's brave to put that up his butt. That's a pioneer. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Abraham Lincoln said. About bravery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, also about putting stuff into your ass. Yeah. There's a lot of bravery involved. You said something about bravery and putting things in your butt. I, I do think. remember that in the Gettysburg yeah. Address, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers said, let us shove this up our asses. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was yeah. you know, in there. It, it was subtext. Yeah. He had a boyfriend, right? Didn't Lincoln? Someone told me that. I heard it on the internet. You know how I heard fairly recently was bisexual? Who? What? Mr. Rogers. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Yeah, that's immediate. I'm like, yeah. That made me so happy. The nicest human being ever, also bisexual. Also does it all. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it was uh, today was a good day. We, uh, speaking of candy, we got, we had a lot of candy on, I always have a lot of candy. I have, um. You know sprees? You know what sprees are? Like yes. they used to come in a roll. A chewy spree or like the crumbly spree that's that's sour? I like the original Wait, spree. I don't know what a spree Cause is. Because chewy spree is like a top tier candy. Yeah. I like the original spree. I like chewy sprees, but the thing is they're so tart. You, you can't eat like two mouthfuls of them. It's too much. You're like, I've had too much. Now I want to eat something healthy or something stupid. But like sprees, the original, it's just sugar. It's like a hard like disc. Of sugar. Basically. It's like a sweet tart, but it's got a hard oh, candy okay. coating. That's basically what it is, but they're yeah. delicious. And um, they don't sell them in gas stations anymore. 
They're now they still have sweet tarts, but they're not sprees. So I order them online. So I get like a box from Amazon like once a month and just put them in the pantry. All my relatives live in Canada. So whenever I'm up there, sprees are everywhere. Oh, they have sprees there? Is it? I wonder if it's a Canadian. Well, it's a Wonka thing. Is he Canadian? I don't know if it's a Canadian thing or if it's just they're popular up there. So I find yeah. them. Like there are candies that like I lived in England for a while. My relatives are in Canada and they have the same little bits of candy up there. So whenever I'm up there, I'm like, yeah. I'm stocking up now. Yeah. Come yeah. back with half a suitcase full of candy. Right. I'm like, this will last a year. Nope. Yeah. I'm going to Germany in a few weeks with my wife and uh, I've never been to Europe. So I'm like interested. Stop. Yeah, she's gonna have a million uh, suggestions. Yeah. Alice is Polish, and she yeah, oh, okay. from Poland. She'll have the Simpsons said Germany's the land of chocolate. So I'm interested, like as to how they roll. But I'm just I'm really into American like Snickers bars and shit. You know what I mean? Like really, like I've had fancy chocolate, but I like a whatchamacallit, I like a take five bar. So I'm like interested how they roll. I have one suggestion. Try everything. Yeah, but I'm if you can find it, uh, do you like Cadbury eggs? Uh, that's not my thing. I'm not super into Cadbury eggs. Here's the thing: the British Cadbury egg is bigger and it okay. has different chocolate and a slightly more marzipani taste to the cream the inside. And the I have a picture the of the two of them side by side, and like it blew people's minds because they're like, "What?" A it's candy different. is bigger outside of the U.S. Yeah, this is un-American. Yeah. But it was, I lived there for grad school and I was just, I, I was like, why are these so addictive? I didn't like them in the U.S. And I realized the ones in the U.S. are made by Hershey's. So maybe over there I'll like them. I'm way open-minded. I mean, I want to know, I want to eat all the sausages. And um, Charlotte says they have uh, pastry, like really good pastry. We're going to go crazy on pastries. So oh, that's, yeah. that's oh, going to be, I'm just going to be a big fat person when I get home. It's going to be great. You're going to walk so much that you'll, you won't gain anything. What I highly suggest, I'm huge on currywurst. Oh. So get some currywurst, okay. which is basically bratwurst with curry and get some fries and mayo. Yeah. And the mayo they have in Germany, it's I don't different. know what they put in it. Okay. Um, if they put actual Germans in them. Yeah. Uh, who knows? Maybe. Possibly. It's very possible. Yeah. Exactly. Just Maybe the ash just... that's still in the air. Ooh. If you are offended by that do, joke, do, do. I am our designated Jew. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Email us at info on two girls <laughs> one mic. Send me your hatred for making a joke about my dead relatives. Yeah. Do it. But the point is, it it is delicious. Currywurst, the fries, and mayo, especially after, I I mean, I don't know if you drink or not, but a beer tour. I don't drink. So I'm, I'm, yeah, sober a long time, but I'll eat the crap out of their candies and stuff. I'll eat food that's like cooked in alcohol as long as it's not like, yeah, like like I'm not going to eat a rum ball. Yeah, something. like once it's cooked in alcohol, the alcohol's gone. Yeah. I mean, to some extent, Mm -hmm. like, like beer batter, I actually, I would eat. I'm not like, it's not like, oh, that's bad for me, but I, it just, I don't like the taste because I, yeah, beer for me was for getting drunk. It wasn't, yeah. it's not like I, if I wanted to drink for the taste, I'd drink like Gatorade or some shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I wouldn't be drinking beer, you know, but I'm lucky with alcohol. Like it just, I don't like feeling drunk. So it's like I'll have, I will have one. And at that point, I'm like, whoa, the roof's yeah. spitting. So I've got, right, I have right. one drink tolerance and I know that's where I stop. Yeah. You don't, you don't have the alcohol. Hot on the other hand. Different deal. Yeah. Are you in LA? Indeed. Are, are you? Okay. Yeah. No, I just, you said pot. So I assumed LA. So everybody's high. <laughs> yep. everybody's Indeed. High. Everybody's high. It's awesome. Vegas is, it's legal now. So you get a contact high when you get off the plane at LAX. Yeah. It's everybody's so high in LA. It's funny. Well, my family's in the industry, so okay, yeah. my in-laws. So it's just, it's unavoidable, basically. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's everywhere. I think it's cool. I think it's better than locking people up for that shit. That's crazy. That yeah. Was, 
seems barbaric only like six months later, right? Yeah. Now all they have to do is release everybody who's a nonviolent drug offender who ever went to jail for an ounce of pot. Yeah. So get on that next. I know in New Jersey, they attempted to legalize pot in some sense, but that was the exact issue they got stuck over. They weren't sure whether or not, where do we draw the line as far as convictions go and uh, releasing people, you know, what was the exact amount? And they couldn't figure that out. And for that reason, pot just didn't become legal in New Jersey. Wow. They couldn't figure out how to be nice about shit. So they're like, let's just not be nice at all. Yeah. Like, Hey, just what makes you enthusiastic about pot versus a pot dealer versus you just have a lot of pot? Right. And you know that all these fuckers smoke. Like, I'm sorry. I know politicians. I've gotten enough of them high. These assholes all benefit from the fact that they run the country. So they they know they're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. So takes a lot. For all of you that I've gotten high, fucking make it legal. I grew up in D.C. and our our mayor was on crack. And then he got reelected. He got caught on, he was on the news smoking crack with a hooker. Well done. That's like a triple right there. We're watching our mayor and he's on TV and he's just getting busted and he's as high as his kite on crack. And he's like, that bitch set me up. That bitch set me up. So that was like (laughs) the running joke in DC. If you got caught doing anything bad, you're just like, that bitch set me up, you know, because the mayor was on crack and they reelected him. Wait, was his name like Marion Barry or something like that? Which is an actual Barry. It's an actual wow. berry. Like, there's a, a fruit, a berry, that's a Marion berry, and his name is Marion <laughs> berry. Wow. It'd be like if your your full name was Strawberry. Good old Cran. Cran, what's your last name? Barry. Cranberry? Okay, that's his name. Yeah. If you have a berry-esque name, <laughs> please email us at info com. We want to hear from you. I want someone named Absida to email us, A-B-C-D-E. People have named their kids that. Absida. Oh. oh my God. Like, I don't know if someone looked at that and went, wow, that's a beautiful name and only realized later it was the first five letters. But I look at that, like, I can't help but laugh a little bit at that. And I, I feel bad because it's I- not, That's not trying. That's what that is. You know, yeah. maybe in someone else's language, that's just a beautiful name. And I'm the dick, you know, I could be the dick here, but I'm also going Absida. Yeah. I can't not laugh. I had a cat I couldn't name for a long time. You're not the dick. I mean, the parents are the dick. I look at it and go, was that like a 72-hour labor? Like, at that point, I'd be like, yeah. Absida, ABC, fuck you, kid. Well, you have to write letters, ma'am. I want to go home. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's like the parents who name their kids the reverse uh, version of heaven, Nivea. Oh, God. Oh, right. Yeah. Please, yeah. parents, please don't do this to your kids. Yeah. I'm just saying it's been done. I didn't get to pick my porn name. I wanted to be Rufus Thunderpants. Oh. I thought it sounded flashy. Rufus Thunderpants is bangable as fuck. It sounds good. It would have been a long Twitter. I didn't consider Twitter because it was like 2007. But um, I was working for a gay porn company. And it was like glamour gay porn. It's like fancy, like Sean Cody. It was oh. fancy gay porn. They said, what do you want your name to be? And I was like, Rufus Thunderpants. And they were like, uh, honey, you're going to be Lance. <laughs> Just Lance. No last name. And I was like, okay, I'll be Lance. So there you go. And then- when I got out of the contract there, I just threw heart at the end, but I didn't get to pick it, you know? You'll pierce someone's heart. It works. Yeah. So well, how did you get into porn? Well, I tried a lot of jobs and I sucked at all of them. And then as it turns out, I was pretty good at porn. So you know what I mean? I um, Go where your talent is. Yeah, go where your talent is. All my friends were like, I mean, I went to college, big waste time, and got a degree and did that scam. And then- What's your degree in? Uh, English, like uh, creative writing, but really it's like American literature. Because there's not much, I don't know at other schools, at my school, we took like two classes where we wrote for a creative writing degree. And then the rest of it was reading American literature. So it was like, 
uh, modern American literature, I guess. So I did that, got jobs, business jobs. It was a businessman wore a suit and sucked at that. And then um, I did a lot of construction, Joe Jobs, valet, retail for years, all kinds of shit. And then um, my friends were like, you got to find what you love, you know? But one of my best friends is a construction guy and he's passionate about it and he loves it and he's good and he makes a shit ton of money because he can make the most beautiful kitchen or bathroom in the world. You know what nice. I mean? He's just amazing. Yeah. So I was like, he's an artist. That's cool. I don't have anything like that. And meanwhile, I'm like jerking off to porn like three, four hours a night and and it's right in front of me and everyone's like, do what you love. And then someone asked me to, you know, they're like, you can be in our porn. And then I did it and I was like, this is it. This is what I'm good at. What? And then it took a couple of years to like come out with it. I like kept day jobs, even though I was making way more money in porn because I didn't want people to ask. So what do you do for work now? Because everybody knew I always was job to job to job. Yeah. So I just kept sales jobs and stuff like that, even though I hated them. And then eventually I was like, <laughs> enough's enough. I'm just going to tell everybody. And I did. And uh, it worked out. I had some friends not take it well. Family didn't take it well. But now my family and I are cool. We didn't give up on each other, basically. We just like kept, Good. like they're very right-wing Southern oh. people and they're not very open-minded to certain things, but they're very open-minded to a lot of things, you know? It's just the way they are, the way they grew up. So when they saw their son on the internet doing gay sex or trans sex or femdom and stuff, they were like, what is happening? And it like blew their minds. And so I just tried to be sympathetic with that. And it took a couple of years, but we got to where we're totally cool now. You know what I mean? There was a, a great quote from Dan Savage. There are things a parent has a right not to know about their children. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because of what you do, that those are things that they it was harder to avoid. They got a bad deal there. Yeah. And I respect that. It's probably traumatic for them. I mean, it'd be just as traumatic if it, when I was a kid, if they were having sex around me or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like openly, I would probably have some kind of trauma. So I'm sure it traumatized them. Um, so I had to really not be whiny about it because it's tempting to be like, they don't accept me the way I am. Why? You know, but, but you know, it's a thing, man, knowing that your kid's doing weird shit on the, you know, and uh, so we worked it out. Uh, we just don't talk about work. You know what I mean? We, I go visit them all the time. It's cool. And then I had friends that were like, didn't want to see me anymore. That's disgusting. How could you do that? And then oh. now, years later, every single one of them has either asked me for advice, like when they're, how do I get ready for anal? Or um, I had that conversation with a friend just the other day. Yeah. Or like, I can't quit cheating on my wife with gay hookers. What do I do? And I'm like, well, you're asking a gay hooker. I don't know if I'm the guy to talk to, but I guess you're not judging me anymore. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? They and, finally uh, come around to the fact that this is a, a legitimate profession. Yeah. It's, so everybody's coming around in that sense. So that's cool. But I, I do. I love what I do. I can't imagine doing anything else. You know, it's a good deal. I have to say on your websites, I know uh, you have your own personal websites like Sweet Femdom and mm -hmm. you have also manup.com. Yeah. And I was looking at manup and I was looking at the previews and I have to say that it was a, a little extreme for my taste, but I know this definitely appeals to people because I saw wedgies, I saw ball busting, I saw ball kicking, cosplay, drawing yeah. a smiley face on a dick. Yeah. Which, I mean, that I won't rule out. Right. Um, what type of pen does one use for that? Well, it was on a thong, but I mean, you could probably still use a Sharpie on oh, okay. a dick. Yeah. It was a Sharpie and that was uh, some um, fan just suggested, like, oh, you should draw like a, it'd be so humiliating if you drew a face on. I was like, is that humiliating? Oh, fuck it. I'll try it. And then it looked cool. So. I think writing something mean about the dick on the dick would be meaner. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of humiliating things Americans specifically can do, but they can't do in other countries. I think right. like, for example, geography is one of them. Right. 
put a map up and let's test any American. This isn't even porn. It's just yeah. a fully clothed person. Just start labeling countries. Just right. go ahead and see how you feel about yourself afterwards. Yeah. Watch your you confidence feel, you shrink. Get real humiliated. Start naming elements. Yeah. On the periodic table, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Name anything other than hydrogen. I always joke like if I'm like, all right, say something humiliating to them, and they don't know what to say. I'm like. Say your Facebook feed looks like you have low self-esteem. And they're like, oh, oh and they're like, And then they're like, does it though? I don't really. And I'm like, sorry, so it's too far. Too far. I didn't mean to. I had this horrible realization one day. I'm like, yeah, there are people that I keep on my friends list just because they're an amazing train wreck to watch. And then I went, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. I'm that person too. I There's no way. Like almost every person is that fucking train wreck for someone right. else. I'm like, it is definitely me. Every, well, maybe not, you know, you don't know. I don't oh know. no, it's me some days. I, I got yeah. off it for two years and it was great. I didn't miss it. Immediately I didn't miss it. It was the weirdest thing. And then I got back on it when I got married. I wanted to show off the cool pictures, no. you know? So I got better. So I got back on. And also people at the wedding wanted to get tagged and do, you know, so I was like, ah, I better get back on it. I don't know. Instagram's kind of fun, more fun to me, you know, I guess. You have a following. Is it a good way for you to connect with your fans? Yeah, kind of. Well, it gets, I mean, it got deleted recently. So I'm starting over. So now I'm, don't have that many followers, but they're finding me little by little. all porn stars. Yeah. And it's, so it's a, we complain about that a lot. Like, cause we, we got targeted and we're, they're, you know, discriminating against sex workers and like maybe, but it's an app that makes money. It's a business that makes money off children looking like parents are like, I don't want to deal with my fucking kid. I'm going to hand them my smartphone. So they, and then they look at whatever kids look at on the phone. So there's kids on there. And then we're on Instagram, like covering our dick with our hand. You know what I mean? Like not nude. See, ha ha. It's not nude. And like, there's clearly a dick about to go in my butt, but they can't see it. You know? So I kind of get I, like my new one is just me and cats just a bunch of my cats and me and every now and then like my wife or I'll put if something really cool happens in a scene, but everybody's definitely has clothes, then, you know, I'll put it on there, but I've toned it down Mm. big time. But yeah, there was like a, they just wiped us out on Instagram pretty quick. It was quick. Yeah. There was definitely a targeted campaign from what it seems like last year. Yeah, it was. It was, I got wrapped up in that, but like my wife, she's smart, man. One night she's, on her phone, just deleting old Instagram posts and changing captions and stuff. And she spent like four hours doing that. And I was like, what are you doing? She's like, I don't want to get deleted. I think they're coming for us. And I'm like, it's crazy. Found a way to make it, whatever the algorithm was, made it Instagram proof. Yeah. But she beat the sister. She kept her Instagram. You know what I mean? She cleaned it up in time. So She probably made it just look like a fitness model. That's the thing. If you're a fitness model, you're you're okay. But it's still, the fitness models aren't like, yeah. With like clearly a dick, but they cover it with a cucumber picture. I mean, they're yeah. not doing that. You know what I mean? Like we're sex workers. Or we got to admit, we're shady. You know what I mean? Like, we're to own it. Well, it's funny because I used to, well, I lived in uh, in Burbank, and so I was right near the Porno Valley, mm-hmm. uh, and I'd go out to brunch on Sundays, and my my husband and I would play the um, porn star or fitness model right, game right, we were right. watching people walk by. So it's like, nothing wrong with either one, of course. And it's like, we're just, you know, we would try to figure out, it's like, is there a different aesthetic? And very similar. No, it's very similar. I jerk off to uh, fitness models. I don't blame you. Which makes them porn stars by default. Right. Who else? It's either amateur or your friends for the most part. Right. Well, there. say you have a fitness model has a million followers and she monetizes her Instagram and her entire page is sexy stuff that's good to jerk off to. And that's her living. She's a sex worker. 
You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you can say she's not, but come on, man. You know what I mean? Like a million followers. Yeah. She didn't go into it for that. But at the same time, like on some level, she knows that picture is being used for that. Like Alice and I joke about, you know, people jerking off to this podcast because we review porn. I know there are listeners doing that. And it's like, yeah, I'm okay with it. I I know what product I'm putting out. Of course. So Lance, you are kind of a unicorn in this industry. You are a crossover actor. I am. And so for our audience who is not familiar with what a crossover is, that means you do both gay and straight porn. Yep. I do. I do. They told me you can't do that when I was new to porn. And I was like, why? That sounds stupid. Like, in, you know, in life, people tell you that'll never work. But some, a lot of times you hear that and you're like, you're stupid, you know? And then I found out later, it's a real thing. You really, it, you know, there's so many companies I'll never work for. There's companies my wife can never work for because we're openly married, you know? And, there, you know, people are just don't feel safe working with her because of gay cooties, you know. Now, is it from what I've heard, there's different levels of STI testing uh, for straight versus gay? Maybe you could elaborate on that? Yeah. So it's different um, and it, it's changing. So like what where it is now is not where it was a year ago versus a year ago versus a year ago. It's always changing. And the the landscape of porn changes, too. So, for example, today... Most people who like did porn today, I'd say the majority is probably people who are porn stars, but they met up with each other at their houses and they did only fans or just for fans. Like they said, let's film this together. We'll both put it on our app and then people will pay us a monthly fee. So they're just doing that for funsies, but they're also making money. That's become a dominant thing in our industry. So how do you regulate that? You know what I mean? It's just two people agreeing to have sex. And then the same two people might get booked with me the next week. So if they worked with someone and they said, well, we're friends. Yeah, we didn't have a talent test, but like, I know they're cool. You know what I mean? That wouldn't happen on a porn set. Uh, But if you're just at your buddy's house and you're hanging out and drinking beers and, you know, whatever, they got a hot tub or a cool, like we should do a blowjob scene right there. Yeah, sure. Why not? It's harmless. You know, we're cool. And then they think later, hey, are you tested? Oh, I'm expired on my test, but I'm good. You know, so that's changed. You know what I mean? That's one big difference. The standard, I guess for like people who don't know, in general in porn, you're supposed to go to a talent test center, either go to CET or talent testing. There's two companies and you go get your blood drawn and you pee in a cup and then they analyze it, whatever. They test you for everything except herpes and HPV. And then they put your results on a closed internet. Like not everybody can see it, but if you have a login, you can get in. And that way, anyone in porn with a login can log in and say, okay, I'm working with so-and-so today. Here's their test. They tested within 14 days ago. So I know they're clear. So we're good to go. That's how we keep safe. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is a lot more. I didn't realize that there was a whole system that you could see people's information on. And that's yeah. basically in order to work in porn, people have to opt into that? or And there's no governing system around this. That's just socially what we've decided. Because obviously anyone with an iPhone can make a porn. So they can do that however they want. But if you want to be in the industry, get paid for bookings, have people follow you on Twitter, do ba boo like be a whatever you call that, you don't call it a porn star anymore, but whatever that is, you know? Yeah, it's the thing that most mainstream actors we see are involved in. Yeah, you have to play by the rules. And so people who don't play by the rules quickly, everybody knows and they get tweeted about. Twitter is our network in porn. Like we all have Twitter. So if somebody's fucking up, 
people will tweet, hey, don't work with so-and-so. They got rapey on set or they wanted to shoot me without a test or they pressured me into, you know, the, the big no-nos. Interesting. This is good information for our audience to have so they know who's making ethical porn and how to find out who's not making ethical porn, who's not, yeah. who to not support. Yeah. It's social media. So obviously someone can make shit up. They could say, True. I just don't like that motherfucker. They're getting scenes that I want. And if they're out of the picture, I'd get more bookings. I'm going to say they did the shady thing. You know what I mean? So you kind of do have to feel it out. But um, there's people who are like kind of recurring offenders, you know what I mean? So people like- So we've heard. Yeah, so people just kind of stay away. But there's always new people. What? You're telling me people who fuck up do it more than once? Yeah. Shocking. No. I mean, I fuck up stuff. I just try not to ethically fuck up, but- This last year has taught us nothing. So anyway, that's the standard. So actually, quick question, Lance. You said that's the standard, but is that the standard for across gay porn and straight porn, or is that just for one or the other? Uh, Because you did mention a database. And one person we had, uh, I don't know if we had her on the show or just we spoke with her, uh, had told us that there was a different- uh, testing standard across gay porn versus straight porn. So I would love clarity on that. Yeah. So you need a Venn diagram because there's, I don't know if I can say most, but all the companies I work for in gay porn use the same system as the straight porn. Good. Right. Good. Good. And then there's other companies that say, well, we use condoms, so whatever. And then there's other companies that say we shoot undetectable people. And it's unethical to discriminate against someone because they were positive and now they're treating themselves. So mm-hmm. fuck off with your past system. And we're just going to shoot undetectable people, but we're still going to get tested. We just can't do it in your system because your system, if they're undetectable, kicks them out immediately for life. If you're, you're like big X, you can never come back. So what's considered undetectable? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So for the past, oh, I don't know how many years I'm going to fuck this up. I'm going to say five years. We've Science has known that if somebody has an undetectable viral load, meaning they're HIV positive, take their medicine and the medicine works and then they go get their blood work and they say, okay, I can't see any HIV here. Basically, if they didn't know you had HIV, that they wouldn't know from a blood test at this point. From the viral load blood test. Yeah. Yeah. They would know. They would be able to find the antibodies, but not the virus. And if you're in that boat that day, it is uh, 0.0% chance of spreading HIV to anyone else. And at that point, most people would be on PrEP and PEP, so uh, basically so that they wouldn't be able to spread it and you wouldn't be able to catch it. The HIV undetectable person would be on something and then the their partner might be on PrEP to keep yeah. them from, yeah. Uh, but even if the partner's not on PrEP, 0.0 chance that they could give someone HIV. In, in science, you're a scientist, uh, when you hear 0.0, that's a big deal. To me, that sounds like no uh, chance. Now, there are there have been seven cases now of people getting HIV while they're on PrEP. Sure. That's not 0.0 PrEP. Yeah, exactly. But that's not having sex with a partner with no viral load. That's just out in the world having sex yeah. with who knows what the viral load was. But yeah. I mean, only seven cases of transmission of all the people right. on PrEP means, you know, if you're having sex with PrEP with people with no viral load, it's such a low percent chance. I mean, this is such a manageable- Well, 0.0. Again, I I know it's hard to wrap your head around, but you don't have to be on PrEP to have sex with someone with an undetectable viral load to be totally safe. Okay, but would you do it? In my brain, I'd be like, no, I'd want PrEP. Like, it's just, and it's just such a, like, I'd still would have to, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the controversy. Yeah, it's also, um, I feel like there's absolutely a mental barrier there. Because I think to myself, for example, like, I know my partner is sterile, but you know what? 
birth control. I mean, <laughs> right. just in case. Swimmers are sneaky. It's tricky. and um, But you can see how some, like, the gay community who has accepted that undetectable means zero. You know what I mean? You can put yourself in their shoes. You might feel like, well, when are these straights going to, like, get with science? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, what's going on? One of my gay friends, he's a pediatrician, and he's very strict about condom usage. He's on prep as needed, basically, when he knows he's going to be out uh, right, right. on a vacation having some fun. Yeah, and yeah. he still uses condoms. Right. You know, and I think it's just because doctor and is like, I want my chance to be zero. You know, that's his decision. Well, it's smart because PrEP doesn't save you from gonorrhea or chlamydia exactly. or uh, hepatitis. Exactly. Hepatitis is bad. And I mean, that's the thing. He's not having sex with people who have been tested every two weeks is the difference. Yeah. So it's different. So there, with that, uh, it's a Venn diagram, right? Yeah. And it's not so much a stigma or like a thing. It's just a Venn diagram. There's people that feel comfortable with this and people feel comfortable with that. It gets dicey when people start, when the fear comes out sideways, you know what I mean? And then yeah. people get offended because they're like, why are you scared of me? This is weird. You know what I mean? Like, why? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not homophobic. I'm just scared of gay people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. It's like, well, what does homophobic mean? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Not, like, it's not okay. It's kind of weird, right? Like, kind of weird. So... I don't like stress about it. I make more money because of the stigma because wow. there's only so many guys that'll do bisexual scenes and oh. trans scenes. And currently bi scenes and trans scenes are two of the fastest growing like niches. Hmm. And if you want to shoot one of those and pay people to be in it, there's like me and maybe 10 other guys that you can hire. Are you doing trans scenes both with trans men and trans women? I just work with trans women at the time. Okay. Uh, I've never, no one's ever actually asked me to be in a trans man scene. I don't see a lot of them. I'm just curious. I don't think they sell, but they might. You know what I mean? I don't know anyone that tries. But uh, but if you need a guy to play that role, it's like me or 10 of my friends. And then every year we can all raise our rates by 100 bucks, you know, because what are you going to do? Hire some. I mean, there's no one else to hire. You know what I mean? And then uh, you have the market cornered. Yeah. And no one wants to be a crossover because then, oh, but I'll never get booked for Brazzers. I'll never be in the big Axel Braun award winning parody. I'll never, all that stuff. But meanwhile, look, Alice and I are working on writing like 10 parodies right now. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, but there's tons of money because there's so many bisexual scenes, you know, productions and trans productions. There's not like as many as straight, of course, but. When there's only 10 guys to hire and you need three of them for a DVD, we're in everything. You know what I mean? So it's kind of cool. The work is always there. And our, our rates, those of us who've been doing it for a while, our rates are higher than your average straight performer. What, you're telling me experience pays more? Yes, like any other industry, of course. Of course. Of course. It, it should, anyway. Uh, there's some exceptions, yes. but I mean, it should. And then as a producer... I'm friends with all the people that do buy stuff and trans stuff. And and those are the same guys who will do let a girl fuck him in the butt with a strap on. You know what I mean? So it pays to know them. I mean, that just sounds fun. It is fun. It is. It's a great time. Yeah. Our ears just perked up. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. And I, I shoot a lot of that. And then the gay stuff pays well. But it's uh most of my money comes from making my own porn from Man Up Films and Sweet Film Dom. But it's nice to still get booked all the time, you know what I mean? And, and as much as I have time for, anyway. So it doesn't hurt me. It sucks that, you know, it affects my wife. She, it'd be cool if she could be in one of those big award-winning movies. She's definitely good Aww. enough. She's, like, awesome at porn. It's affected her casting as well? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah. Like, they can't. They're like, well, uh, how can we trust her test? She's with 
that Lance Hart and he does bisexual stuff. And how do we know that he's not hooking up with undetectable people? Cause what if he hooked up with an undetectable person and then, but they passed the test, but they stopped taking their medicine just in time to pass the test. And then he got HIV and then he had sex with her cause they're married. And then she already passed her test. But then the day before I had sex with her and then what, that's how I get AIDS and die. You know, you see what God I'm saying? Damn it. Yeah. They're making a major reach on this yeah, one. Like, yeah. it's, it seems like it, but then at the same time, you wouldn't have sex with someone who's undetectable if you weren't on prep, right? It's the same thing. I would use a condom, but same as everything else. Like, and it's right, just, right. I had a partner who had herpes and he right. had not had an outbreak in years and never had an outbreak while we were involved. But, right, right. you know, it was condoms every time. And that was, you know, he was in an open relationship and, you know, multiple partners. And yeah, yeah. that was just the thing. It's like my policy is the only person I really haven't used uh, condoms with regularly is my husband. So yeah, yeah. I'm just like, look, if you're putting a penis near me, I want a condom on it. Yeah, yeah. Do the condoms save you from herpes? You didn't get herpes? I've somehow, you know, I'm going to be blunt. With my numbers, I'm shocked that I don't have herpes. That's amazing. Pretty much everyone. The only thing I've gotten is HPV, and I've been yeah, lucky that, like, HPV. some people get it, keep it forever. I yeah, am yeah. HPV negative now. That's I'm cool. I'm lucky on that one. I got herpes with a condom it's, on. That one's easy to spread. I, yeah, Like I said, I'm, I'm very lucky on that. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I've had face herpes ever since I was a kid. I, yeah. I'll never forget. I once had eye herpes. Oh, no. That, that's got to yeah, be uncomfortable. Yeah, that was fucked up. Oh, yeah. I just have acne like it's going out of business, and I'm turning 36 soon. Oh, uh, it'll go away. It's no. got to. It's got One to. day. One day. nuking it from orbit. Oh. <laughs> just, I live in LA. I'm shooting lasers at my face now. There you go. There you go. It's working. Cool. It's working. Hell I yeah. feel like in LA, people are shooting everything into everywhere. So Paralytic yeah, bacterial yeah. neurotoxin, whatever it takes. Here at Two Girls, One Mike, we think it's important to support you in your masturbatory habits. It's sex with someone you love. And we love them too. Love's a really strong word. According to my therapist... We care about getting each and every one of them a better orgasm, and that is close enough. And we would never recommend anything we haven't personally tested. Which is why you can trust us when we say we highly recommend Clonawilly. Because with Clonawilly, you can masturbate and have sex with someone you love while at home and shame-eating Uber Eats. I told you to take the camera out of my home. Oops. So with Clonawilly, you can make a dildo and now a fleshlight out of your own anatomy. As we've found, it's a fun and messy process. And if you're doing this on your partner, they're strategizing and evasive maneuvering. It's kind of like adult risk, but instead of winning a fake country, you get a real vibrator. And do what you want with it. Hang it on a wall. Hide it in your goodie drawer for when you're home alone. Send it to your significant other as the only version of you that's willing to fly United. Use it to fix a broken leak. Or to cause one. Personal experience. Use it as a beer cozy. Smash the patriarchy with the cold one, ladies. So crack a cold one with the boys. Stick it in the girls. Where can our listeners find out more about this madness? <laughs> to clone it and bone it, go to clonawilly.com to check it out and type in the promo code TGOM20 to get 20% off your first purchase. Yeah. So speaking of neurotoxins and shooting stuff, Lance. Yes. <laughs> so I have a question. Although we've had other male performers, somehow we've never asked this question, which is regarding stanima and injections. So I know that there has been 
there's definitely been talk about men injecting themselves with uh, interner dicks to stay harder longer on set. Yeah, Trimex. Is that what it's called? Trimex. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Caberjack or Trimex? No one uses Caberjack anymore. No, like one guy that does that. I didn't even know these existed. What's the difference? I don't know scientifically the difference, but Trimax is like newer. I guess it's like the new cool. It's better. Oh, we're calling an expert on for this next yeah, time yeah. just to be like, what is the effect on the people? We need yeah, to know. Yeah. I've tried Trimax three times. It worked once. It worked great. I like nailed the scene. I was like, oh, I get why guys do this. Because you don't have to think like, so the part about porn that people don't watch is the director saying, okay, we're going to want this position, this position, this position. And then you get in that position. And then the director says, ah, I'm not, I can't get the light in there. You got to lean, lean way back while you do it. You're doing yoga at that point. Cause you, your body can't, <laughs> all your weight is like on your toe. This is not sex. This is performance art. Yeah. It's performance. So then you're trying to get your dick in there and you're trying to hump, but you've got all your weight and it's now your butt's numb or whatever. It's not like quarter turn sex. I'm also imagining like an intern coming in with a flashlight. Hold on, I could get the extra light in there. Oh yeah, we do that. Let me get the under ball angle. I need to see the taint. Yeah, we call it a sea light, but yeah, we totally do that. Yeah, so you got that going on. Plus it's hot because you can't have the AC on because it's loud. So you're sweating and it's hard to keep a boner when it's hot. It's just a thing. So you're sweating, then you're insecure about your sweating and it's getting all over her or him. And then they're eventually tired, your scene partner, because they're like, everybody tries to be nice, but eventually you're like, I'm hungry and I just want to go home. So you you don't say that. At some point, someone's vagina is just tired (laughs) or someone's ass, whichever hole you're in. Yeah, or a butthole if it's a guy. But if you're, you know, you don't mean to, but you're going to be like, ah, I just you know, something like that. And then the partner hears it and that's a boner killer. You know what I mean? So oh, there's yeah. a lot of things that it's like, uh, there's no problem with stamina. I've only once, twice filmed someone out of all the porns I've made where they came too early. Almost every time it's really hard to get the guy to come because he's in this Used mental this. Really? like uh, thing to like not come, but stay hard. So then once you have to make that switch, time to come, buddy. It's like a- Can't do it. On yeah, you off. can't do it. So the Trimax means you don't have to think about anything. You can be in a very uncomfortable position. And gay porn, I mean, holding another man up, his legs up, is heavy. I mean, girls, they're lighter. And trans women are like in the middle. But dudes, I mean, uh, 180 to 220 pound man, his legs are heavy when you're like lifting them while you're fucking. Imagine doing CrossFit while having to keep an erection. And suck in your gut and look <laughs> sexy and make a good face and all, you know move your hand. It's blocking the shot. You know, all that kind of stuff. So, Oh, my God. This is why we like to remind people that porn stars are thespians. Just yeah. Saying. You know, it's, it's a... This is art. Your cat has a very cute tail, by the he way. He does. He's just... Uh, very I move him, but I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's like, oh, don't you, buddy? <laughs> Here. So for our audience who can't see right now, uh, we almost had a fantastic views of uh, Lance's cat's anus. You know, we like to get as much butthole in the show as we possibly can. That's good. It's a goal. He wants to sit on dad's lap and then. How many cats do you have? Uh, Just four. Just okay. Oh, so we finally have someone on the show with more cats than me. I have three and a dog. Okay, cool. Yeah. My, uh, this guy I pay for camera work a lot has 10 cats. And so, oh my God. so he knows the answer to stuff. Hashtag life goals. Yeah. If you're like, I don't know what to do here. Uh, you ask him because he has 10 cats. He knows it's 10, 10 cats. cats. He's got more cats than all of us. He has, 10 you know, cats. probably knows more cats shit, than us combined. That's a lot. Of, it's a lot wow. of cats. He was like, cats. well, once you have six, 
adding more doesn't really. <laughs> it's not like you notice that there's more. You just you <laughs> still have to scoop a ton of shit. It doesn't. Yeah, it's just it's all like there. Yeah, you just there's just always a cat around. Yeah, before we got my wife had two when we moved in together, and I had two. So now we got four. For me, it was husband had two cats. I had a cat and a dog. Gotcha. So yeah, we get along. All our cats get along famously. So that's good. We have one cat that wants the dog dead. Other than that, they're great. Right. I currently have zero animals, although I've definitely decided that when I get a dog within the next year. So two things. Number one, I'm absolutely naming it Fido, spelled P H Y D E A U X. Oh my god! I like that. Thank you, right. and you're welcome. Are you doing it to be as extra as possible, just to make uh-huh. fun of people who are as extra as possible? Uh-huh. I love you. I already know I'm going to be also one of those dog moms where I spend way too much on my dog and give it an absurd name and dress it in the ridiculous outfits. Please, just don't dress it in pink. What just, I'm just... trying to say is I'm financially irresponsible. I, I approve of this. Look, my dog has a donut around his neck, right? My dog has been eating too much ass. Look, eat ass responsibly. My mm-hmm. dog ate it so much that he ate a hole in it. Don't wow. He was itchy. He is not as itchy anymore, but right. he will just keep eating that ass. It's a little Until, eat yeah, ass. You, yeah. Eat ass responsibly, yeah. children. I hope I don't end up with a donut around my neck from eating too much ass. You know, <laughs> that'll be a problem. Can you imagine if people had to do the same thing, have cones around their head if they ate too much ass? You know, yeah. maybe that's what we should do to people who are like, I have a sex edition. We're going we're gonna to put a cone around your neck. Yeah. <laughs> no more ass eating for you, Tiger Woods. Yeah. That's how we fix it from now on. A cone of shame. For sex addiction. Yeah. Around David Duchovny. Jesus. Oh, my God. Right. We should put it around Sting just to make him shut the fuck up. How do we get David Duchovny on the show? David, if you're listening, email us. Info at two girls on my I still want Kathy Griffin to message me back. Yeah? You reached out to her? Look, she sent me tickets to her show. Girl, I want everyone who's had a feud with Trump on the show. Gotcha. Gotcha. We got Tom Arnold on. We've got one of three. Oh, that's pretty big. I like Tom Arnold. He reads my writing, so that was how I snagged him. He said he would totally watch Nazi porn if I did it, so I guess that's a win. Okay, I cool. Yes. It's um something, you know. It was a very strange episode. It's something. I was at a, a fetish con. Fetish con's like a fetish convention. I mean, it's, what is it? It's in mm-hmm. Tampa, and uh, it's like furries and domination people and all the th- littles, all the yeah. things. And then one yeah, guy, you won some awards at a little, yeah. yeah, a few at that thing. And then, uh, but one guy shows up one year and he's got a really immaculate Nazi outfit. And he's like, this is my fetish. I'm into Nazi stuff. Don't hate on me. Why are you shaming me? You know? And um, Yeah, I'll shame for that one. Yeah, he got he just got kicked out so fast. I mean, he Good. wasn't it wasn't even security. It was just like two people I knew, just one guy was big and he just picked him up and he was just carried <laughs> him outside and put him down and he said, Do not come back in. Just like that. I mean, it's it, philosophically it's interesting, right? Like that's the guy's king. I mean, if you're into domination, if you're a sadist, you're into hurting people. Right. Yeah. So it's like okay, but where you got to draw a line, I guess. Yeah. So. The joke with oh, the, yeah. with the Tom Arnold episode was, uh, "I'm Jewish. Tom's Jewish. His assistant who was on the show was right. Jewish, and uh, Alice looks like Alice. She's it's at one point uh, we lost reception on her, and she when she froze, the camera froze. She froze in the accidentally froze with the white power symbol on, and it was just how her hand was flying. Oh, so it was. Yeah, and yeah. we're all we just lost it laughing. Right. So the jokes just kept coming. That's up awesome. about it. Didn't they figure out that came from 4chan, right? I have no idea where it started. It's just, it's, that's too deep of a rabbit hole. Yeah. Someone, someone, some people on 4chan Who got together 4chan? and they said, wouldn't it be funny if we convinced everybody that if you did this with your hand, you're a white power person? Like, let's see it's how like, far we can go with it. 
And here, and the, then, here's the thing, though. Once people who are white supremacists are doing it unironically, know, is it now an act, it's now an actual thing? Then it is, yeah. And it's like, here's the thing. There's also the circle game that people do to see if they can catch their friends looking at this yeah, and make yeah. them lose, quote, the game, which yeah, all yeah. of my friends who play the game, you just lost the you game. You just lost the game. You all yeah. lost the game. You're losing it again Sirs. right now. And if you weren't playing the game before, you're playing the game now. Anyways. Uh, What's also really interesting is, like, for example, Gavin McGinnis, I'm not a fan of his at all, but he started Proud Boys as originally a joke and it became a parody and it became an actual hate group out of his joke right. because he started that as a parody. I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm serious. He absolutely initially started as, as a joke. He needs a better sense of humor. But no, no, no. So Yvette, let me. OK, I can almost sympathize and I say almost I say almost. Hold on. Hold on. Don't crucify me yet for this, saying this. I'd say I'd get a tiki torch, but those have been appropriated. <laughs> I have khaki shorts. Close enough. <laughs> so I'm also the creator of Offensive Crayons, and I do ask people to write in crayon submissions. And here's the thing. For Offensive Crayons, I've at this point come out with a list of rules because most people aren't fucking funny. Most people nope. think, oh, I'm going to just say something really offensive, like say the, the N-word, right. and that should go on a crayon. No. And that's the thing. You actually do get deplorables when you try making a joke about deplorables. No, I believe that. That's the thing. Who knew? Yeah. Yeah. But you got to have jokes. You have to have jokes. It's important. You can't just be offensive. You have to be funny while being, yeah. you know. But we can't censor comedians. We need them. Exactly. They push things forward and give us ideas and stuff. And someone's got to have a blank check to say anything. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think the bank account runs out somewhere, right. but there are deep pockets. The problem is, though, especially when you're forming a group, I found it seems to hold true, though, for whenever someone's forming a group, uh, you're right. always going to end up having the extremists who end up taking control and running with it. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense because no one really. Yeah, there's certain things that people want to be in charge of, like sane people. And then there's other things that no one really wants to do the work to be in charge. But a crazy person will be like, I want to be in charge of that. And then you get crazy running crazy. It makes sense. Exactly. I was talking to a comedian friend of mine recently. And okay, so uh, listeners, you're welcome to fact check me on this because I need to fact check it myself. But I heard actually... We like being fact checked. We really do on this show. But obviously, we all remember Charlottesville. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. That was a thing that happened. Mm -hmm. And supposedly one of the people was a comedian who started it. Again, don't know how, I don't know his views. Right, I don't know if he thought this was a joke or not. Do you remember the guy, uh, Christopher Cantwell, the guy who was filmed for the Vice documentary? No, I don't recall him. If you watch that Vice documentary, he was the, like, I think he had a shaved head and he just, he looked like if a penis grew a mouth. (laughs) <laughs> basically right. um and i say this because i knew i can imagine him actually yes i knew about him before this from two different incidents once he was on colbert and they were making fun of these guys who walked around harassing meter maids in Keene, new hampshire like their whole thing was we're for freedom so fuck the state and we're gonna get our freedom from the state by harassing meter maids in Keene, new hampshire him and two other assholes that was their right, and right. they they harassed an army i think it was an army veteran uh who came home after serving Afghanistan and was working as a meter maid and the the guy's like you know what to be honest I'd rather go back to Afghanistan than deal with these assholes and then 
the other time I had heard of slash knew of Cantwell, I have some libertarian friends. Don't fucking judge me. Uh, and there's... But, hey, hey, they're afraid of roads. Let's get this they're, clear. They're afraid of... How, how, what do you do with the roads, libertarian? I'm kidding. Anyways, I, I love, I'm not. I love my libertarian friends. They're some entertaining humans. But anyways, uh, one of my libertarian friends, uh, one of her nudes uh, leaked because she dated another guy in the movement. And mm, men are assholes sometimes because, you know, maybe if someone is nice enough to share their tits with you, keep that shit to yourself. But the nudes leaked and Cantwell at one point got his hands on them. Now, I don't know if he was the one who distributed them or not. I don't know from whence they came. But at one point he put out, a, I don't know if it was a tweet or on his Facebook page, but he wrote, the damage that was done by accusing me of leaking these pictures is way more harmful than any damage that could have been done by releasing the pictures. I'm like, you fucking cunt. I was <laughs> livid about this. But like uh, when he when I saw that he was in the Charlottesville thing, I'm like, how is he in every horrible thing I have ever seen? So, like, I get it that, you know, him being a dick to my friend is not the same as him leading a Nazi rally. But, like, right. it's not like we couldn't see the signs that he was a horrible person from a long time ago. So this is not someone with a different political view. This is someone who is deeply an asshole. I just wanted to share that. Fair enough. Yeah. You're welcome or I'm sorry, listeners. But there is a background on Christopher Cantwell, the guy in the Vice documentary. Go watch that with new eyes. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. We got off the topic of porn a lot. That so, happens. Yeah. 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 I don't know. What that's what the show is about. So we broke Godwin's law and got over to Nazis somehow. So, oops. So, uh, Lance, you've been in the industry for 10 years. Jesus. So, what have been some of your more interesting moments on set? Um, I don't know. I mean, there's like everyone's like, what was the craziest sex thing you've ever done? But it's like, how about the least craziest sex thing? The least craziest sex thing. I mean, they're all, it's like, uh, I love it and I enjoy it, but it is, it's just a job. So, like, a couple times, like, I almost died on set. So that's different. Wait, hold on. That's a thing you got to tell us about. Like, is this, you said a couple of times, were they similar? Like, do you have an underlying condition that we should? What's no, what's happening? So, uh, Lance, we are now concerned for you. Yeah, no, like you just when you're doing bondage and stuff, uh, oh, you have yeah. people tied up, right? Anyway, long story short, I was Batman in a movie, and um, Batman wears a, a mask, this rubber mask that pulls oh, his nose. No. The nose covers, you know, oh, this no. rubber over your nose, and it pulls up on your nose. It hurts. It's like pulls. Oh, I don't know no. if the, the viewers can't hear me. It just imagine something rubber and hard pulling up on your nostrils. So that's uncomfortable, but my nose is pulled up and then I got a ball gag in. And, uh, so I can only breathe through my <sighs> oh, nose shit. really kind of through my mouth. I'm laying on my back, which means my saliva is kind of pooling oh, and, and unless if I swallow and, um, but it's okay. Cause you can swallow and you can breathe, you know, it's fine. And I'm tied at all four points. So all arms, legs, and then Catwoman is supposed to squirt on me in the scene. And no one thought anything of it. I didn't think anything of it. So she does her thing, stands over me and squirts. And she was wearing her own custom-made Catwoman suit. It was very expensive, and she cherished it a lot. And I'm just looking up at her, and I just see her go, Oh, my God, did I get it on me? What the fuck was that? What the fuck was that? Oh, God, that came out of me. And then she runs out of the room. And so the director, who's the only other guy in the room with the camera, puts the camera down and follows the girl because it's a screaming damsel in distress, right? So fuck Lance, you know what I mean? So I'm laying on the ground and whatever came out of her or whatever went right up my nose and just (gasps) filled up everything, you know? Oh, fuck. So I'm kind of laying there for a while. I'm like, 
thinking about it, I'm like, okay, I can't get through the bondage. It was uh, chains. It wasn't rope. So I couldn't pick my way through it. And I'm like, okay, and I can't. And I tried to like, like through, but the gag yeah. was blocking it. So it's just coming back in. So it's like, all right. I just had to snort it and swallow it, you know, to be whatever it was. Just, <laughs> no. and then just get it clear my passage. And then I'm breathing through like half a nostril is kind of clear. So it was like, you can barely breathe, you know what I mean? I would have had a panic attack and died. Laying there for like 10 minutes, just like that. Stop. And then, Not being uh, able to breathe is like the, that that scares me more than anything. Yeah, freak me I out. kind of want to know, was that like half of a fetus? I don't know. Yeah, I didn't ask her, and she she had quit porn not because of that, but other reasons after that. <sighs> and I just never asked. Fair enough. Yeah. So I, you know, it can get dangerous. Any job can get dangerous. You get almost killed if you're a mechanic, I guess, if a car falls on you. You know what I mean? So those are like memorable. Um, some scenes turn you on a lot. Some of them you just kind of get through it. You know what I mean? And uh, just a day at the office. Yeah, it's it just kind of depends. Um, when I was newer at it, every scene was a turn on. You know, because I was like, oh, my God, I'm in porn, and that's that famous so-and-so, and I'm touching them, and it's and they're being nice to me, and they're like, want to suck my dick off camera, and so now I can't believe it's a dream come true. And then after 10 years, it's like, it's a really, I'm really lucky to have this job, but, uh, you know, it's a job. So Now it's like a marriage to all the different dicks. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of, you know, it's nice. But I do feel very fortunate, really, just because I have a business that's successful. I wanted that my whole life, and now I have my own internet business that makes money and... It's cool. It's like, wow, I don't have to commute. You know what I mean? I don't have to go check in with a boss. That's the thing I cherish, I think, more than anything. That freedom. It's freedom, you know? yeah. The freedom is good. But it was a lot of hard work to get there. It's not as simple. A lot of people think, oh, well, yeah, if I got naked on the internet, I'd get rich too. But it's not. I mean. There is bad porn out there, and that does not make a living. And there are some broke porn workers. I mean, there are a lot. Uh, most, oh, most, yeah. 99% of porn performers Barely pay their bills. I don't know if that's accurate, but a small percentage that does makes more than a hundred thousand a year, and then very smaller that makes three hundred thousand a year. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like rare. But uh, so I feel like lucky that my little shtick paid off. You know, so it's kind of cool. It's a good deal. You went for a niche that people were like, "This is a bad idea," and you're like, "Well, let's see what happens," and it worked out. I mean, at that point, I had already done gay porn for two years. I didn't know that you're not supposed to do both until I got out of that contract. And I was like, but I like women too. I like women. I mean, I've always dated women and trans women. Um, never dated dudes. I just I enjoy sex with dudes, but it's just that's just where my orientation is, you know? Mm-hmm. You're heteroromantic and bisexual. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever you call it these days. And uh, <laughs> last whatever. year it was queer. Yeah. I don't think it's queer anymore, though. There are so many designations. Yeah, it's, I don't know what it is anymore. I just, I. It gets too complicated. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in my opinion, it's it's so frustrating. Bisexual covers it. Yeah, that's these. Well, today I just say I'm bi, and then, but I'm picky with guys. Way pickier with guys than I'm with girls or trans women. But it's a moot point because really. I'm married. We're monogamous outside of work, so it's not like I'm out there dating. So who cares what my orientation is? I'm, you know, married. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, we're, yeah. we're, I'm in love with my wife. I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like it's a moot point. But yeah, back then I wanted to make movies of girls. And so I was in Florida so I could do that. You can do what you want if you're not in L.A. or Vegas. L.A. and Vegas are ruled by like the rules, you know. But everything else is kind of, you definitely should use a talent test and you can. But short of that, there's no like, don't work with crossovers or this is how you do it or 
you know, hold out on your first anal scene and all the stuff that we do out west. You know, they don't really care in Florida. So I just did what I wanted. I wasn't aware that outside of L.A. and Vegas, it's basically a little bit of a free-for-all. That's totally free. Yeah, it's you can do whatever you want. But most of the work is in L.A. and second to that Vegas. Makes sense. So if you want to, like, get paid to be in a porn as you're living, you need to live in L.A. or Vegas. I mean, Miami, if you have a contract with, like, Bang Bros, maybe you could get by, but yeah. that's kind of it. I just want a contract as an extra in a ton of different porns. How do I get that? You could do that. Who will hire me for that? Oh, it literally, just email brazzersmen.com. They need extras, those two companies. We just want to be the female Jay and Silent Bob. Brazzers, yeah. I want to be the stepsister who's blind. Yeah, you get- In the room, and I can't see them fucking. You get a hundred bucks a day and lunch- and you might be on set for four hours. You might be on set for like 20. That's the deal. But yeah, it's, you know, so they always need people. Just check it out. They would shoot you in, yeah, LA, Vegas, Montreal, Atlanta, depending on, you know, where you're at. That's what they need. You know, I mean, I do have to make a couple trips out to LA. So Yvette. Look, Leroy, you know, you want us for extras in your porn. I'm just saying. Leroy Myers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. I do we that. Love I, I mean, I'm busy with work. I love his porn so much. He's great. I'm going to be an extra in his porn. Friend of the show. Next week, I'll be on, I'm going to be Elton John in one of his porns. <gasps> what? Oh, we're totally going to review Stop. that then. But I'm a, I'm, it's a non-sex role, so I don't think it's like oh. an Elton John movie, I think. But we're still going to fucking review that because you're playing Elton John. I hope he's just remaking the Elton John film with you as Elton John. No, I, that would be Aww. cool. But I, no, no, it's a non-sex role. So I Aww. pretty, I don't know. I'm assuming there's some joke that involves Elton John being in it. And then I walk through as Elton John. Do you know what your costume is? Because no I'll idea. review it just to see the fucking costume, man. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Leroy. I want to be one of the Swedish women in ABBA. Come on. Yeah. Leroy, I will sing Mamma Mia until my tits fall off. Come on, make this happen. I was in Mamma Mia community theater. It was fun. That was a good deal. But So I got all the songs in my head. I have a chemistry degree and a theater degree. Oh, cool. I had an interesting time in college. Yeah, there you go. But you were saying you're Elton John. You're going to be on scene for Leroy. We're excited. Well, so Elton John and a few animals. Wait, what? That was a test. Seth uh, works with Leroy. Seth texted me. Seth Beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He texted oh me God. like, hey, can you do a non-sex role on this date? And I was like, fuck yeah, because I, I looked and if I'm open, I'll go show up for them because they're fun. They're great. I, they actually let me rent their studio for pretty cheap because uh, nice. they're just really nice. So anything I shoot that's like nice or like a feature, it's done at the Wood Rocket studio. And uh, oh, cool. their camera guy, I, I hired, you know, so it's it, we're kind of loosely like buddies. We're connected like that. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'll show up for anything they ask. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I didn't even ask. And he goes, great. You're going to be Elton John and a few animals. And I was like, cool. Elton John and a few animals. I said, sweet. I think that was that was the whole conversation. So I have no idea what else is happening. I like the combination and a few animals. But you might come on set. You might be an emu. You might be a giraffe. You might be a platypus. Sure. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Oh, wait. Speaking of platypuses. So they have webbed hands. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this. Webbed person porn. Does that exist? And I haven't looked it up hey, yet. So what counts that? as webbed? Interconnections between the hands and her feet. And technically pterodactyl porn is webbed. Right? Because yeah. Yeah. I've seen ter- German pterodactyl porn. I've we seen both this. Yeah. Have seen that. We've witnessed it. The flapping, man. I will never unsee the flapping. 
Yeah. You, me, and Sean Lennon. Look, this was one of the first porns I saw, and as a young, impressionable college freshman, it has never left me. I'll never forget. I was at a dinner, and uh, I was sitting across from Sean, and somehow we got on the topic of pterodactyl porn, or he probably brought it up. One of us brought it up, but the point is, he said, wait, is it this one? And he pulled it up and showed it to me. The exact one. Yes. Because how often does that ever happen? Maybe there was just one pterodactyl porn and like a handful of people on the internet were in on it and like we've accidentally spread it from here. Was it so it wasn't live action? It was like a hentai or Oh no, no, no. It was live action. I believe it was three I wanna say three men in pterodactyl costumes with a head and like full body costumes and like wings that they'd occasionally like flap and one woman in like a right. loincloth and it was just and not only that and a hand puppet you can't forget the hand puppet oh yeah occasionally okay. the hand puppet would just you know yeah open the mouth close the mouth but yeah the guys would occasionally while getting blown just you know remember to flap because of course a pterodactyl while getting blown would just you know flap its wings i would think yeah. And as we learn in the porn parody behind the green door, there is a sex position called the pterodactyl, which is where you're blowing uh, someone in front of you. You're jerking off two people to the side. And, you know, that uh, motion where your head's going back and forth uh, right, right, right. and you're jerking like two people exactly right. looks like a pterodactyl. And if you take it a step forward and you have someone under you fucking right. you, that's a towerdactyl. A towerdactyl. So. If you have ever done a towerdactyl, email us info at two girls, one mic. We, we have questions. If you have ever done a towerdactyl, good for you. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <gasps> yeah. why we have questions. We want to know. My wife's definitely done that. She does a lot of gangbangs. If you're in a gangbang, nice. you're going to towerdactyl. At some point. Yeah. I mean, one of the, you know, if you're in a couple of gangbangs, you're definitely going to do that from what it sounds like. We called, yeah. so like, say someone's fucking you a missionary, right? That just means they're in between your legs or in jujitsu, you're in guard, right? It's like the same, yeah. same thing, right? So, and then in porn, we can't shoot missionary that way because you can't see anything. So yeah. you grab one leg and you lift it up. So you're at like a side mish. So, Depending on the production you're with, you call it that side mesh, split mesh, or split spoon, which makes no sense because a spoon is like from behind. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they call it split spoon at men.com. Mm. It just depends on who you're working for, but we all have different names for shit. It's weird. Or like cowgirl, reverse cowgirl. On some gay sets, we call it reverse cowgirl, but it's both dudes. You know, like, why it's, are we? Why can't it be a reverse cowboy? I'm a cowboy. Thank you very much. Hey, take back the language. Start calling it reverse cowboy. Yeah. Cow man, dad. <laughs> cow man. I am a cow man. Yeah, I'm a I'm cow, a cow man, man, dad. You don't go to school for porn and learn. It's not like film school where you're like, if the two people making the porn went to film school, like if there's two camera people, you hear film school bullshit, you know, like, oh, I'm on a 2.5, oh, I'm on a 2.4. All right, well, let me move that over. What's your, uh, you know, and they, they we'll talk. cut that in post. Yeah, they say film school shit just to say it, to sound like, oh, I went to film school. They don't want to say, I went to film school, because then it kind of, you're like, well, what are you doing here, buddy? You know what I mean? You didn't make it, you know? It's kind of like people who uh, went to Harvard. They don't talk about when they went to college. They talk about their time in Harvard. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of film school people who do more because it's regular work and it's good. You know, I don't know. Like I pay my camera guy like 500 bucks for like the day. So it's, it's not bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but really yeah. good. they have their lingo. But everyone else, like I don't say speed, rolling, action because it doesn't make any sense. I say, you ready? Go. And then I hit the record button. 
you know, sometimes I say action if I feel like. Ready, get set, get hard. Yeah, you know? yeah, I'm just like, and go. Start fucking kids, we're recording. Yeah, like that. Let me move this fucking light. All right, and go. You know what I mean? Like, we just talk like that. So it just kind of depends. But there's no set anything in porn. It's kind of cool. I'm just picturing film students being like, all right, well, we're following auteur theory. On it just, there have to be some interesting moments with clashes of, I had a vision for this porn. Oh, yeah, there's, no, there's directors who think they're filmmakers. And it's hilarious. They they win the big awards at AVN, so you got to give them that. I mean, the ones that do the the big heavy like the plots, like the parodies. That's yeah. they are making a film, but yeah, they're making a film, but no one's paying to watch it, right? Hey, mm. hey except us. We're watching it. We're watching, and we pay every time. You pay for so like when. Like Deadpool. Did you watch Deadpool? the Deadpool? Parody? I was about to say, Did we haven't watched it? it yet. Yeah. It's on our list. We will pay. We always pay for our porn. Okay. But uh, we haven't watched it yet. But we right. do know that it did win an award for best film, I want to say. Yeah, because my friend Seth was in it, and I'm sure it was awesome. And I'm sure he killed it because he kills everything he's in. But I'm like, who's paying for this? You know what I mean? And uh, it's a fascinating side of the industry. We didn't know what we were getting into when we started this, and we've fallen in love with these parodies. They're so funny, uh, they're, and they're yeah. they're so ridiculous. But it's like it did kind of hit us at some point. How many people are actually buying this? And we, you know, Leroy said it's a hard market. Yeah. Well, so Leroy does it right. He puts it on Pornhub for free, and he gets paid ad revenue on the views. Nice. That makes sense to me. Like, who's not going to watch? Aladdin the porn version at least for five seconds just to see like how they make the blue guy. You know what I mean? Like how they keep the blue paint while the genie's fucking someone. Yeah. Is his dick blue? I don't know. You know, like they're going to click on it or we did a Game of Thrones thing with him. Like people are going to click on that and then, yeah, you can make revenue that way, you know, but, and his stuff's really funny. So, hey baby, my wife just got home. What blows my mind is there's people who their job is to show up to a porn set. They have a chair with their name on it. They're the director, right? And they sit there and they don't, do anything except say action cut stop that's the job and that's no you're kidding me there's people like that on set on the big sets yeah yeah and you're like no you know who does most of the work the editor yeah the editor or the camera guy he's got to get yeah. in there and the lighting guy yeah. uh the final product you see after like zillions of hours of filming oh, editor yeah, taking those those six yeah. cameras and the eight hours oh it's painless condensing uh, yeah. it down it's that's I yeah. Used to edit all my own shit, and now I, I pay an editor for a lot of it. But yeah, that's someone's job to just be the direct, like the big director. There's like three of them or four, maybe you know, in the whole industry. But Pretty I think much. It, good for them. I'm not hating on them. That's a cool job, man. Just show up on set. You got a chair. You sit down in it. Uh, action. You got an assistant who brings you coffee and shit. But it makes sense for like the Avengers movie where there's like millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars coming in. You need someone to like be in charge and have a vision. I was about to say, the Avengers parody though. Boy. We had contention with that. It was not yeah. a good one. Well, it's, it doesn't make sense to me because most people don't watch porn linear. It's something you watch to jerk off to by nature. Otherwise, it's not of porn, course. right? Yeah. If you're jerking off, I mean, you're not going to watch it from zero, zero to 4750. You're going to skip around. You're going to be like, where's the tits? Where's the big dick? Where's the t- cum shot? Okay, cool. All right, but oh, that's hot. What did, the, what did she look like in the beginning, though? Except us, who actually we There's occasionally will. Yeah. Look, we're the weirdos. We actually 
watch for the plot. Yeah, yeah, like, no, that's cool. That's you cool. You know, people read Playboy for the articles. We watch these porns yeah. for the plot. And you happen to also be an official rep for Playgirl. Yeah, officially I am. It's funny. It's never amounted to anything. It's just, I was at a pool in Miami and my friend Daniel at the time was the only one left that worked at Playgirl. Like everyone at Playgirl, oh. the magazine had died. The website had kind of it was still there, but it was no one was, you know, it was nothing. And everyone had left the company. He was a photographer, but he ended up being the CEO because no one else was around. I don't know if there was a wow. board or whatever. For whatever reason, he got stuck with that job. And I was like, how's that, buddy? And he's like, well, they keep paying me, but there's no budget to make any movies. And there's no, you know, I don't know what I do really. And I was like, can I be your spokesmodel? And he's like, uh, and I was like, you don't have to pay me. I just want to like be the spokesmodel playgirl. I think it'd be cool. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. And I was like, I'll make one movie. I'll pay for the whole thing and I'll put it on playgirl and then just say I'm your spokesmodel. And he's like, all right. Nice. Yeah, that was it. That is enterprising as fuck. Lance, all I'm saying is if your friend Daniel needs an official podcast of Playgirl. We would love to be the official podcast of Playgirl. Yeah. We will make at least one podcast for Playgirl. Yeah. So then we'll do it. the one thing they had to do, I was like, all right, I made the movie, spent the money. I did it with Mona Wales and it was, it was cute. It was like a really good, little cute straight porn. It was fine, you know, and then uploaded it to their site. And then I was like, I just want you to put on the little blog section of playgirl.com that I'm your official spokesmodel. And then I can always just point at it and be like, Hey, look at that. Look at that fucking spokesmodel playgirl. And they did that and they never took it down. And then uh, the company's gotten bought and sold many times since then. But as far as I know, it's still on their site. At one point, one of the new owners of playgirl DM me on Instagram and he said, hey, I noticed you said you're the spokesmodel playgirl on one of your posts. You can't say that. You're not our spokesmodel. And I was like, well, here's the link on your site that says I am. <laughs> Who are you? Do you really own the company? Who are you? You know, and he was like, oh, my bad. Yeah, I just bought this company. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Just keep spokesmodeling, whatever that entails. You do. You spokes for our company, you model. And at this point, if they take it away, it's like I was the playgirl spokesmodel for Five years. Cool. Hey, hey, fuck it. It serves its purpose. You know what I mean? It's cool. On the resume. I guess I'm like the only director of Playgirl too, because no, they haven't made new content in years, and I'm the only Seriously. one that made a movie and put it on there. So I could go, I'm the head director of Playgirl. And no one would probably challenge you on it either. Well, no, because what are they, yeah, who else has directed a movie for you? And you're no one. Do you want another one? I'm thinking about it. I'm looking, working on my vision. I just need to get a new chair. Go with executive director. Executive director. You have a vision board too. Oh, yeah. We have ideas we keep putting on the vision board. I have a vision or two. I'm just working on getting a chair with my name on it. I'll order one for you. You can just sit there and say action and cut. That's all you need to say now. You say action, cut. Half the time, I'm not lying. Half the time, the director of photography, who's the camera guy, uh, if you want to give him a title, he'll be like, okay, you guys set up and we're talking to him. We're not talking to the director because the director's looking at their phone in their nice chair. You know, they're like fucking off. And then we're like, ready, got a boner. Okay, ready. You need the penetration now for, you know, camera guy. Yeah, yeah, we need that. Okay. And he'll be like, hey, director, does this look good to you? And they're like, eh. You know, and he's like, okay, we're ready, rolling, speed. And then it's quiet. And he's like, are you going to say action? The director goes, action. You know? <laughs> like, Stop. That's, the, oh that's the job. That's someone's job. 
That's awesome. Uh, Good for them. I'm just imagining this awkward moment before you're like, look, I'm ready to put my penis into something and I just need a cue from a person who's not involved in the actual dicking itself. And this is weird. It's so weird. Yeah, that's just my experience. Someone else who works on lots of big sets might have different experience. I work on, if it's a big bi scene or a big trans scene, I'm in it for like that. But the straight side makes a lot more big, big scenes. So they maybe they have directors that work really hard and do stuff more than sit in a chair. I don't I don't want to talk shit. I'm just saying. I just think it's fascinating. It's such a cool job. It really? We're is. fascinated by it, which is why we do this. So speaking of people who yell commands at us. Oh, baby. <laughs> so we're not talking about our spouses this time. We're talking about our Patreons. Ooh. Indeed. Yes. And our Patreons, by the way, sent uh, Lance that fantastic microphone he's using what? today. Yeah. So what do I do? Am I keeping this? What, what is this? Yeah, you're keeping it. That's all yours. Ooh, cool. More people yeah. should hear from you, so they should probably call you and put you on more podcasts. So in case that happens, you've got yourself a microphone. I could put it on the microphone. Or if it be. doesn't, you could stick it up someone's ass. I could. We're not going to stop you. We're not your parents. Yeah, that'll fit in someone's butt. It, it totally will. Mm-hmm. When we tell people to shove something up an ass, we mean that with love. So mm-hmm. this week, we want to thank... Rowdy, Rich, Falco, Eris Knight, Kyle Washington, Hamilton, Mark Romer, Michael Gadd, Neil Simpson, Priest Pilot, Mr. Danks, Tracy Miller, Torge Bourjorn, Therese LaSalle, Samuel Jenkins, and many, many others. And if you want to become a patron as well, you can join us at patreon.com slash two girls one mic. But by the way, if you can't, that's totally fine. Just please leave us a comment on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us from and tell all your friends about the show because you know you want to. Tell your friends who watch porn. So tell all your friends. All your friends. So where can, by the way, our fans find you if they want to see or hear more of you? Well, uh, if you want to jerk off to the porn I made, you go to manupfilms.com and that's if you like gay porn with spandex and superheroes and hypnosis and all that kind of power dynamic sexy I only hire sexy muscle men really and sexy dudes and then if you like girls being hot leotards and stuff uh, jerking dudes off and getting their cum all over them and fucking them in the butt and using their dicks and cuckolding and all kinds of stuff that's sweetfemdom.com or just search me on Pornhub just search Lance Hart H-A-R-T my Twitter is Lance Hart Fetish and my Instagram is now Lance Hart and Cats because it's a cat thing it's not about porn love it and we'll link to all the places in the show notes as well cool thank you so much and Yvette where can our listeners find you y'all can find me at the Cybabe on Instagram and Twitter and at facebook.com slash Cybabe where as usual I am being sciencey and occasionally just a little snarky touch snarky anyways uh, Alice where can our listeners find you and the rest of the podcast info y'all can find me on Twitter at Rational Blonde but you guys can also interact with us on Patreon or on the Facebook's Instagram uh, wherever you guys can find us or just by the way, you can find everything at twogirlswomemike.com. But again, tell all your friends, join us online. Thanks for joining us. And thanks, Lance, so much for joining us as well. It's been fun having you on. Oh, it's been fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And guys, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.